It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. things and Jenny wasn't laughing because she's all heard all these jokes before. 
Uh-huh. And I said, I said, you know, Michael, you said some things that really stuck in my mind about how Michelle's give a really giving person, which is true. I said uh-huh. because every time I see every time I see her, she gives me her finger. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and I said, Michael, you, you also said you all you also said she was a very committed person. And out of all the people I know, I believe Michelle should be truly committed. Oh, okay. <laughs> it took me. It took me a second. I hope it didn't take the audience that. That took you a second to find what I said, right? And then yeah. I said, and you've heard this stuff before. I, I, I looked at her boyfriend and said, Daryl, did you know Michelle and I are on kissing terms? Every every time she sees me, she tells me to kiss her ass, and her <laughs> sister. Almost lost it completely. <laughs> and then I went into one of the funniest bits we ever had on the show because it was a mistake. I was explaining oh, right, right, how right. Michelle, Michelle and I were at Clark Tang's grand opening down in Signal Hill, California, and they had that, that gentleman playing that nice, I forget the name of the instrument. Harp uh, thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a harp thing, right? But but it lays down; it's not upright. And yeah. I, I said Michelle was was a co-host on our show the next day, and we were talking about the instrument, beautiful wood instrument. And Michelle said, "And you know how I like wood." And I said, I told everybody how I lost it on the air. Now I started <laughs> just laughing, and her sister is damn near off her seat. <laughs> finding out all this stuff. <laughs> and I said to Michelle afterwards, you know, then I said some really nice things about her and she gave me a hug and a kiss. And, and uh, I said, you know, Michelle, I didn't even tell them the time that, that I asked you if it was true you had a boob job. Oh. And she says, oh my God, I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun. In fact, uh, Mark, Mark Hoadley, which, uh-huh. which is going to be uh, uh, doing a set at the Comedy Store next Sunday, oh, uh, yeah, has, been taking right. stand-up, has been taking stand-up classes. He's been doing open mic nights. And this and that came up to me and said, oh, my God, what you were doing up there is exactly what we've been learning. And I said, you know, when, when I started the show with Rusty, I used to use a lot of the stuff my family was just doing everyday stuff I thought was funny. And I said, and my, and my, my daughter said, stop doing stuff on the show about us because that's invasion of privacy. So I said, you know what? I looked at it and said, then move out. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and, and then twice last night, and I didn't know if I'd been losing it or not. But twice last night, somebody, two different people came up to me and said, have you been losing weight? And I said, well, yeah, I lost about 110 pounds. My daughter moved. (laughs) And then she did something typical. I don't know why we seem to be drifting apart. She seems to be angry at me or whatever, not talking to me and, and treating me like crap, actually. And uh-huh. so she did what typically is done. She came up to my wife last night. She said, 
you have to deposit. I need a dress for an event. You have to deposit the money into my account, and I need this quickly. Well, she never asked me because I'm the one that goes and does it. But right. my wife says, okay, you know today is Saturday. The banks are closed. And I've got to go into the bank, take money out of my account, deposit into hers. Tomorrow right. is Sunday. The banks are closed. And she said, and guess what? Monday is Columbus Day. The banks are closed. The banks are closed, yeah. So we wouldn't <laughs> be able to get any money into her account until Tuesday morning. Uh huh. Right. But it's typical. She asked her that at like ten o'clock at night. Oh, you know. She didn't ask her that at one in the afternoon when the banks are open on Saturday. Right. Like, exactly. <sighs> or ten, ten for, in the morning. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Saturdays. And for for being such a smart kid, sometimes she doesn't think exactly too clearly. Right. So last right. night was fun. We had a blast. It honored a great person. I love Michelle. Uh, my wife went, uh, then we, uh, you know, they went, her and my daughter went to a show at, at uh, her old high school, and uh, Clark, or not Clark, because he couldn't stay, but David Reed, Lady Reed, uh, uh, Kamichik, uh the gentleman uh-huh. did the video with us, uh, uh, Lady Reed and the kid, we, at Mitt Shimmer, we all went out to dinner last night, which we, we sort of turned into a, a, uh, a tradition. We after the, cool. the events at the uh, we we after an event at the uh, uh, Marshall Institute Museum, we uh, go to dinner afterwards. So it's so cool. it, was, it was really a, a fun night. Right on. One of these days, if one oh. of our friends are having a day at the museum, I will come down and I would like to join that tradition. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and then one more. I got one more thing. Before okay. we move on, yeah, uh, my son was here today, uh-huh. and he told my wife about the baby not being able to sleep for the last two weeks. Not sleep at night, but not take naps during the day and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. And he, like, she said, come on, honey, yes. we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to go to CVS for a, for a minute. And they went and got glycerin suppositories, which he had never heard of. Oh, really? And never. it turned out they... They never heard of it. Then they didn't recognize the sign of a baby being constipated. Right. Well, they gave her the suppository. Thirty minutes later, she was cleaned out, and now she's upstairs sleeping. Aww, aww. See that? Still, he'll he'll figure it out. He'll learn. You know, new dads. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah I, I and I and I told him. You know. I guess it would well, just I, kind I, of and I told him we used to, we, well, he, he, and he doesn't, and he never learned. He never got it from the doctor or anything. So I right. told him we used to give them to him as a baby because of my mother that introduced us to him. And uh-huh. I said, because you were, you were full of crap then as you are now. <laughs> oh, don't you love it when they learn? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, when they're at that place. And, like, and they get disgusted at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when they're at that preteen stage and you go, so help me, one of these days you're going to have kids and I hope they do to you what you've done to me. <laughs> oh, well, you know what my father used to say? He used to say, I wish you to have twins just like you. And I went, wow, that's the meanest thing you ever could have said to me, Dad. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, anyhow, <laughs> you'll figure it out. Uh, I will talk about oh, yeah. teens later. I will talk about teens later for health news and, and why teens act the way they do. Science. It's science and the brain. So, anyway, everybody, stay tuned because um, in about, like, 20 minutes or so after our first segment, it's a wonder that they stay together well. You know, if uh, one person does martial arts in a relationship and they run a studio and they're very uh, passionate about what they do, it's going to be kind of the same thing. So we're going to be talking about stuff like that and any advice that they have for any other couples in the martial arts. So don't go away. We'll do that after our first segment around 6.30 or 6.35. Give us a call then, 347-677-0699. Our phone lines will not open until that time. I noticed that a couple of people tried calling, and um, we're uh, unfortunately not going to open the phone lines until after 6.30. Okay. Well, you know, they were calling probably to tell you they couldn't hear what you were saying. Oh, you know, I do need to check my Facebook to see if anyone. <laughs> so I'll do that here in a second. But let's go on to the birthdays. Okay. Uh, let me open up my email real quick. So for birthdays, today, 10-9. Oh, and I do have something else to talk to you about. It was really strange this weekend. Uh, okay. Today is my brother's birthday, William Deal. He turned Ooh. 63. Uh, Kim Nor, a very good friend of ours, uh, turned 37. Wes Bennett, uh, brother in the Filipino martial arts, 1014. And, and, we'll, and I know she'll be here next weekend for the Gathering of Champions, so we'll have to wish her a happy birthday then. Uh, Dahlia Bott. Uh, her birthday is on the 14th. And Grandmaster Bill Riyasaki, his birthday is also on the 14th. Right on. All Where right. I've got, a, I've got a few birthdays. Uh, today, my cousin, Abby Umaga, her birthday is today, um, along with internal artist Debbie Leung and a uh, former Kajikembo brother, York Paris, all today. And on the 11th, that's Tuesday, Shifu Romilio Olivieri and on the Hola yeah. It's your birthday We're here to party and sing to you He's from Me Hope you are bueno, the fun will rain The whole day through From the Gulf to the mountains The city lights and fountains We hope your birthday is excellent you are another year older, so perhaps you should be generally awesome. Cause today is your day. Hola. You deserve a grand fiesta, and later on fiesta, and the best of everything. Thanks, senor.
work. So, okay. So I'm on my headset now, Bob, and I'm going to ask, can okay. you hear me? And if you can't hear me, then I'll just, if I don't hear anything from you, I'm going to assume that you can't hear me. Right. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes? Barely. Yes. Barely. Oh, crap. Let me try something here. No, no, you're much better. You're much better. You're much better. How about now? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Okay. So, that means we but can I can pick myself by. up as a speaker, though. Oh, really? Oh, yes. that's right. Yes. Darn it. <laughs> that means it's going to record with, a, with an echo, right? So there's an echo? Right. Right. Okay. So much for that idea. Okay. So I need to plug in here like this. Well, boom. Okay. So, uh, anyhow, <laughs> let me try this here. Uh, okay. All right. So let's move on to, I guess it's time for health news already. Okay. Now, just to remind our listeners, you know, if you're already on the phone, just hang on, because we're not going to open the phone lines until around 6.30 or after. That's when we normally open our phone lines. We don't, uh, we don't open the phone lines at the beginning of the show. So just hang tight, be patient, um, and we'll get to your calls as soon as we can. All right. So this particular story it's not really health news, but it's more of, a little more about like health science, brain science. And these are a few reasons, scientifically, why teenagers act the way they do. <laughs> Probably going to be you, the latter, you know, move over the pros and cons. And it's the same with the teen brain. Our brains take a lot longer to fully form than was previously thought. In teens, the frontal lobe, which is where all the decision-making and stuff like that happens, it's not as connected to the rest of the brain as it is in real life. That means teens literally cannot come to a decision as fast as the grown-up. Teens take an average of about 170 milliseconds longer to go over the consequences of a decision, which in turn makes them more likely to decide the risk is worth it. So, there you go. So, in a way, brain damage. <laughs> there you go, Bill Cosby. So, so, yeah, the frontal lobe isn't fully connected with the rest of the brain, and they just take longer to, to make decisions and stuff. But, you know what, you know what, uh, what confuses me is why they can be so quick at a darn video game. That makes no sense. Okay. Now, number two, Colton, teens show that their brains reacted very differently to the presence of friends when making a decision. It was found that teens who would not take risks when alone or with an adult were far more likely to take risks when their friends were watching. The scans show that the reward center of the teen brain became much more active in the company of their peers. In college students and adults, however, the reward center's activity remained at a constant level no matter who was watching. This, uh, this means that teens, when spending that tiny extra bit of time trying to decide what choice to make, they're also fighting against the overwhelming internal drive that tells us to do things that feel good. So, as the brain develops into adulthood, however, that connection ends up, uh, ends, that connection ends, and we end up getting no extra good feeling from taking risks. 
in front of our friends. It says so right here. While, while teens may look more like, a, more like adults than little kids, to a, to a neuroscientist, their brains resemble a child's. Sorry, teenagers. You know, so when those, when those people think that they're grown enough to make their own decision, I just kind of have to look at them and go, mm, no, you're still a four-year-old. <laughs> that's part of the reason why, that's part of the reason why teens suddenly start acting like toddlers again around age 14. While their bodies are aging, their brain is rearranging itself in, uh, rearranging itself in a way that is temporarily, uh, that temporarily makes it act the same way as it did when they were younger. Now, when scientists look at know that this chaotic brain makeup doesn't completely settle down until you're in your early 30s. So if you're going to be an arrogant, cocky punk, I guess the rest of us are just going to have to wait until you're in your 30s. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's it for my health news. Let's move on to... Weird News. Well. But I I do want to point out before I go on to weird news that did you know that lack of concentration has been proven to affect somebody who is 50 years old? Did you know that? That lack of concentration affects people that are more than 50 years old? No, that are exactly 50 years old. Oh, on so the you, dot. You, got, you got pastures already. I got past mine, but there's somebody else that I'm thinking of that may have lack of concentration that just happens to be 50 years old. <laughs> and I'd like to you, see what I'd like to see what you're referring to about me. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that you missed the announcement section of our notes. You know, that's because I didn't even look at the notes. <laughs> ah. Ah. Okay, well, let's go back. In fact, let's do this real quick. Let me get on Facebook Live and check to see if I'm being heard. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go live. Here we go. Check your Facebook, folks. <clears throat> hey, folks, it's Rosita on Dynamic. Okay. Now, announcements. Next weekend, Rusty is coming down for the Gathering of Champions, uh, a tournament held by Professor Anji Abad and Jason Mencia. Uh, it's going to be held at the Torrance Marriott. And actually, it's funny, it's Torrance Marriott, but it's in Redondo Beach. And the registration starts at 8.30. I'm sorry, the registration starts at 7.30. The competition begins promptly at 9. Judges meeting at 8.30. So uh, the uh, opening of the ceremonies also begin at 8.30. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and uh, for those of you that missed the first part of it, because the speaker wasn't working, um, he was talking about the tournament Gathering of Champions. And uh, just get on Facebook to look up Gathering of Champions. It's been a really tough, uh, it's been a really challenging uh, last couple of weeks, Bob, I've had a, I've had a, um, a week of Mondays, and it kind of took away from my training, that kind of thing. And um, oh, I mean, I got scripts to look at, I got this and that and the other. I, I'm trying to get to it, folks. Okay, so just be patient with me. Okay, so and so that's uh, that's that for 
that. So we've got another event on your side, right, Bob? Oh, we do? I thought that was it, but let, let me look at, at my notes, because at least somebody's looking at, my, at the notes. Uh, right. Let's see. Uh, let's Did you see. do the last airbender? Oh, the last airbender day at the Martial Arts History Museum. Yay. Well, it, it happens to be the same day, October 15th. Join us yeah. in Master... Ian Dow himself, who is also all the does all all the uh, choreographer for, you know, why did you give me this one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're the one that can handle the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm looking at this and going, God, what's what's Russian and smoking? I'll read it then. So, okay, go ahead. The last Airbender Day at the Martial Arts History Museum, October 15th. Um, so you, um, at the Martial Arts History Museum, you get to meet Master Pian Dao himself, who also did all the choreography for Aang, Siku um, Kisu, um, that makes sense. Anyhow, plus, meet the person behind the earthbending of Toph, Manny Rodriguez. Uh, there'll be a question and answer, uh, there'll be a question and answer uh, portion and uh, video clip shown. It's going to be a free event because normally stuff like this costs like ten bucks for admission to the um, to an event, but this one's free. And uh, people will be let in the door at about three p.m. at the martial arts in Canada, and it's basically three tournaments in one. It's going to be sport, martial arts, um, gi and no gi submission grappling, WK and WKC continuous fighting. Um, and there is the um, online registration, and the registration is open. So just go on Facebook and look up the Western Canadian Martial Arts Championships. There is an event page there. Okay. Uh, and that's October 22nd. Um, another event that's happening the weekend of the 22nd is the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. I'm going to have to turn... turn uh, turn Bob's mic down for a little bit because I can hear him. <laughs> okay. Um, the weekend of the 21st, 22nd, 23rd is the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame and tournament. All right. And um, the, the Hall of Fame and the tournament are going to be held right here in the Seattle area. Well, actually in the fight. This is a suburb of Seattle. And it's going to be at the Emerald Queen Casino. So, yes. Go across the parking lot. Let me get to play some slots, baby. <laughs> All right. So, Demo Queen Casino um, and Hotel is located at Weird, Weird News. News. Okay. What do we have for Weird News? Of course, I, I had to unmute my own mic because I noticed you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. 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 Weird news. A guy dresses up like a tree and, and seriously freaks out pedestrians. He says, what I'm doing here is called tree awakening. Wonder if he plans to branch out. Oh, my God. A 57-year-old man invent. I know, is that funny? 
57-year-old uh, man in Venice Beach, California, is hoping to help people see the forest for the trees by dressing himself up as a tree. His official name is Lionel Powell, but he is known to, to his neighbors as Tree Man. Thanks tree to the elaborate man. costume he wears in the streets that includes stilts. Oh, wow. So he dresses up like a tall-ass tree. There is a method to his madness. Huh. What I'm what what I'm doing here is called tree awakening. That told he he told an online film series. People are so busy they don't get to stop and smell the roses. Powell has worked as a costume character for more than twenty years, dressing up the characters like Pluto and and Eeyore and amusement parks like Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. Now he has planted roots in Venice Beach where he performs street theater and costumes of his own design. Powell is especially fond of standing very still like a real tree before moving and freaking out past the spot. I get many different reactions, but 90% of the people are weirded out. Doesn't matter how big they are, Powell, Powell told uh, ArragonNews.com Mostly what I get is after the surprise of, of startling someone is laughter. <laughs> then it's so only then it's me. So he's dressed like an ant, I think. Yeah. You know, I tend to get startled easier. You know, definitely a tree does not want a knife stuck in it. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? What can you do, right? All right. So we're going to open the phone lines here in just a little bit. Bear with us, folks, because we were talking uh, a little bit about stuff a little bit earlier. Uh, but I do have one more announcement, Bob, and this announcement was sent to me by uh, Sifu Humberto uh, David de Jesus. Um, and I learned about this just yesterday. And um, the great, 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 great uh, master, Terrence Tai Lee, um, which is a David Sifu, if I remember correctly, has recently passed away. And uh, oh, I sent oh. uh, David my, all right, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> just, every time I see a post about a, a great teacher passing on into the next realm, it just, it just makes you uh, ponder your own mortality, doesn't it? I mean. Yes. All right. So. Okay. Uh, so. Entertainment news. Entertainment news. I can't find my thing. So. That's okay. <laughs> Entertainment news. This was, oh, there we go. This was interesting to me. Uh, this was uh, by Sylvester Stallone. Noting he was a hell of a boxer, but as UFC fighter Rocky Balboa, would have been a water boy, so says Sylvester Stallone. Now, this is the interesting part. Did you know Sly bought in to the UFC? He owns part of the UFC now. Wait, 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 wait. back up. I had no idea. No yeah, idea. Sylvester Stallone bought in the UFC. Neither did I. Wow. Which was, that was the interesting part to me. Uh, yeah. It says, now that Sly is part owner of the UFC, which is which is amazing because that the UFC is owned by multi-billionaires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says now that now that Sly is part owner of the UFC, we were they were asking him 
about the the sport Wednesday night as he was leaving catch in West Hollywood as he revealed the best perks of UFC ownership. But as far as Rocky in the UFC goes, we think he's underestimating the guy. Remember, he choked out Thunderlips in Rocky Three. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember him choking out anybody in Rocky Three. But that's wow. just me. You know, the memory is the second thing to go because we can't remember what the first is. Right. Wow. Wild. <laughs> See, did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? I had, I had never heard that. I've never heard that either. That's, that's kind of wild. Anyway, all right. Well, we are running about 10 minutes late, but that's okay. We've already got a bunch of people on the line waiting for us. So hang tight, callers. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss couples in the martial arts, struggles, advantages, shared passions, shared growth, that whole thing. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after okay, this. I'll Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peek says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. Inside this little Burbank building. This is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of 
each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? Or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. on the line right now, so I have to behave. Oh, right, 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 right. 
Okay. So let's go ahead and, and take a call from, let's see, this is 415. Am I right? That's it. Yes. Is Jenny? Yes. Jenny, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. Awesome. Very cool. All right. We're also going to take uh, area code 704. 704. Who's this? Professor Professor Patrick. That is correct. That is correct. Hey, Rastita, uh, I'm yeah, Rastita. I'm having a, I'm having a very difficult time hearing you. You're 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 chopping up badly. Oh crap! <laughs> crap! I, I hear Bob fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's been it's been an yeah, issue you're breaking on up. my end. I'm gonna try a different. I'm gonna try a different headset. So anyway, but let's um. Uh, before we do that, well, I look for a different headset. So, with that, with that said, so we we're just gonna start with Bob because we have the two the, the two of you here. Okay. Now, so Bob, here's the question. Okay. Introduce you and your lovely wife, and uh, let's talk a little bit about whether or not um, both of you do martial arts or Jen had done it at some time uh, some time in her life, and you know how it's been living. With you, just in martial arts. <laughs> now wait a minute. You, you know what? You could have worded that differently. Ah. Living with you, yeah. <laughs> well, here's why. Because if she doesn't do martial arts, because I don't know if she's done it in the past, right? I've never asked. If if you know if she's never done it, and all you're doing is talking about martial arts, and all you're doing is out doing martial arts stuff, and you're never here, whatever, you know that kind of thing. If there's any complaint about that, I mean, I want to know how you guys deal with that as a couple, because you guys have been married for over thirty something years now, man. I mean, that's saying something. So I I know you know they they say they they, they say uh, uh, marriage is by an institution for those who need to be institutionalized. And we've been in Susan's lines for over 30 years. <laughs> so, so this, this is my wife, and Jenny, and some of you know her, and some of you don't, of course, but we have been married for uh, 30 and a half years or so, right? And yeah. she used to study martial arts at one time, uh, but then we had children and family. And the biggest thing... She never wanted to go to an event with me, which she's been going recently uh, because, oh, God, am I going to get flagged for this? Because yep. sometimes yep. You, may, you may run into a martial artist or two that may or may not have an ego. And she didn't like dealing with some of the egos around the martial arts community. That's true. I mean... There are. There are egos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you want to chime Rusty, in there, hon? Yeah, Rusty, you're you're really breaking up. I I can barely hear you. Oh dang. Okay, I'm gonna try something different. See here. Uh, how do I do this? How about now? That's better. Okay. That was better. Yes. Okay. That's better. All right. All right, so yes, Jen, do you want to chime in on that? Um, yes, we, um, my husband and I both used to study martial arts together, actually. And oh, wow. um, we, used to spar, we used to spar, we used to spar, we used to 
workout actually out of a garage is where we first started um, studying martial arts. And um, this was many, many moons ago. And then we would always go to Tommy's um, and grab a Tommy's burger after working out. Oh, wow. Because there was a Tommy's down the street. So we would all go as a group uh, after working out. We'd go to Tommy's and then we'd um, put all those pounds back on that we just shed, basically, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with, a, with a Tommy's burger. So, um, but yes, I mean, that was kind of my introduction into martial arts. And um, then uh, I became pregnant. Um, very soon after that, and I stopped doing it. But we used to fence. We used to do martial arts. Um, we used to play a lot of ping pong, a lot of ping pong. When we first got married, we couldn't afford anything, so we would our form of entertainment would be to go down to the park and play ping pong. That was our big form of entertainment. my ass all over the place. Yeah, so that was our... That was our big big night out of ping pong. Very cool. <laughs> now, when you guys were training together, did you guys find, because I, you know, in the relationship that I've been, I, I found this to be the case, was that, you know, one person or the other would start to get a little bit bossy if it was, if we were practicing a skill that the one or the other would know a little bit more about. I mean, did you guys ever have to deal with stuff like that or, you know, getting impatient with each other, uh, you know, and, and acting and, and getting a little more, how to say, expecting a lot more out of the other person than you would have if you were just training with any other person. Uh, we can't we can't work together anyway. We've learned that a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> so which one of you is the bossy one? Um, I tend I tend she to is. be more bossy. She is. She is. She is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. tend to be more bossy. Oh, well, at least I yeah. can admit that. You know, I'll have to admit that, you know, um, I trained with my significant other, and uh, there were times where I'd get a little bit bossy or a little bit snippy if things weren't, like, flowing right or something like that. And, you know, and I'd catch myself and, and feel really bad and, and stuff, and, and then I would actually stop and think, wow, why am I getting all snippy, you know? But, you know, back then, you know, when I was in my 20s and, and 30s and stuff, you know, I, I, you know, still, you know, saw relationships as the relationship I was in as a reflection of myself. So if my partner right. didn't get it, then then there was something wrong with me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, if, you know, we've right. all grown out of that and stuff like that. And, you know, couples will do that. Couples will, will argue, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> now, what, now, Jen, did it change um, after you had, um, you had – so he's out there training, and he's out there, you know – um, spending time with the bros, so to speak, that kind of thing. You know, did did it did did the home life change at all as far as like, you know, how often he was home? And I mean, how did how did that work? Yes, he never helped. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, a few here and there. Um, oh, okay. But then we had a lot of martial arts guys that came to our house instead of instead of going to school. We had a lot of guys that would train in our backyard. 
So then there were still oh. martial arts guys always at the house. Wow. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. Was, yeah, we, we had we had testings back there. One of the one of the testings, I had people throwing up in my, in my backyard. I, I had somebody get their nose broke in my backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, see, let's do this. Let's take a... I just want to make sure that everyone knows that if you're calling in and you want to join the conversation to, uh, to press one, so that way we know that you want to speak with us live. So, so far, we've got an area code 562 joining us, but please That's call. Clark. Is it Clark? Oh, so press one. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take it. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take it. Area code 562. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Is it the Seafood Clark? Hello? Yes. Hello, is it Seafood Clark? And, yes. Uh, and Kim too. And Kim too. And Kim, yeah. uh, and Kim too. Hi, Master Rusty and Master Bobby. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hi. How you doing, we got Kim? We got to be effective and share everything right now, including the phone. Including the phone. You know, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say now. Now. <laughs> I was going to say now. You're showing the phone. Okay, we're all about economy of motion. <laughs> wow. That's what happens, Kim, when you get a ring on your finger. <laughs> you see, you share everything. Spoon, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. But you know, that you guys, you two make such a cute couple. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> He does all the work, though. Oh, good. She just sit back yeah. and enjoy. Oh, good. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm kidding. Now, let's talk, let's talk about YouTube for a little bit, Master Clark and, and Kim. Um, now, you guys have been together for a little while now and recently engaged, am I right? And if that's the case, yes. congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, you get a Thank you round of applause if I can find it here. Let me see here. Applause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, that's not applause. Like, I lost my applause. I thought it was, wait, hold on. I'm going to find some applause for you. Uh, no, I have no applause. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, congratulations on that. Now, do both of you do martial arts? Primarily, or or how does that work? Do both of you do martial arts? Go ahead. Oh well, um, oh. well I've been doing martial arts, and Kim, she's always loved martial arts since she was a kid. But officially, she started with uh, praying mantis before she came to Wing Chun Temple. Oh, uh-huh. so yeah, um, and that's how it all started. Uh, actually, uh, when when I ran into him three times in my life, and the second time I was 21, and I ran into him at Starbucks, and he recognized me from elementary school, and and we hit it off right away, and we actually started talking about martial arts. <laughs> Hold on, you guys have known each other since elementary school. <laughs> yeah. But well, when she was in elementary school, he was a little bit older. 
had to bring that I up. was a teacher's aide. You were a teacher's aide, and she was a <laughs> and I wasn't in love with the nine-year-old girl. No, she was very nice. But I feel like a nice, a nice pervert. <laughs> okay, I just want to rush I want to bring up something, y'all, about these two. They, they were very. They didn't want to tell anybody. That they were going out. They didn't now, have to. I, they, <laughs> well, we yeah, look at my wife. They didn't have everything. to. I, she, yeah, but you didn't have to because I, I, I told, I mentioned Kim to my wife one time, and she just said, "You mean that girl that Clark is not dating?" <laughs> my wife did for everybody. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't want anybody to know. So we're at your birthday dinner, Rusty, and uh-huh. Kim and Kim looks at me, and you know this is part of my filter and part of my charm or lack thereof. She looks at me and she says, "Well, this was also new to Clark." I look at her and I say, "What sex?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, come on, the first time you she, he saw you naked, he probably wept. Okay, that's never that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Master Neil, your wife is right. She was right all along. See, that's why you feel very. That's because, that's because women's intuition is usually right all the time. Of course. Yes. Yep. That's why Wing Chun was created by a woman. That's why it's so powerful. That's right. I'm sorry for yes, that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, your intuition was that's right. is very good. <laughs> that was good. Yes. So yeah. So <laughs> so you did train uh, you did training this before Kim, and then you uh, came to Wing Chun Temple. Now, well, did I, you? Uh, I, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. What? You know, Rusty, I find that very interesting because Wing Chun and I, I'm assuming it was Northern Star, possibly, Northern Star bring matches, and there are a lot of similarities in some of the movements, which is really interesting. Oh. And she went seven, back to Wing Chun. Seven, seven Star praying matches and, and, and yes. Wing Chun, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, true. From, yeah. Just from what little I've seen of Seven Star praying matches, I only know a few people. That do seven star, but yeah, it's very because <clears throat> because uh, Abes Ngahmui, she also mm-hmm. practiced praying mantis too. Oh, the creator of Wing Chun. yes. Oh, right. Didn't know so that. you're right, Master Dell. Yes, and my teacher for praying mantis uh, trained briefly. Uh, was a lady, and her disciple was also a lady too. So it was very interesting. And they were very powerful. Wow. Oh, and I do want to point out, Jenny, did you hear uh, Master Sifu Clark tell me I was right, right? Correct? I just want to make yeah. sure you heard that. Yeah. Yes. Sure you may hear Because that never you happens never at all. You never hear that again. Yeah, you will never hear that again. I probably won't. <laughs> so I, I want to point out something. You know, every time Uh-oh. I think. Okay, Uh-oh. but every time. pointing out something now. Yeah, every time that I think of praying mantis style, 
I think of the late Brandon Lai, which who was a really nice man, and we had dinner with him quite a few times. And we want to talk about somebody with no attitude. He had no attitude. He was right he was really a cool guy. He was really a cool guy. That's, That's the guy very in uh, cool. San Francisco, right. right, Master Brendan Lai? Brendan Lai, uh-huh. yeah. Yes. Uh, there used to be, a, in the 90s, I used to go to San Francisco, buy a lot of stuff from him, you know. A lot of Wing Chun was thought only there at Brendan Lai's store. Uh-huh. That was back then. Right, absolutely. Yes. Very cool. Wow. Anyway, he was uh, he was a cool guy. We had dinner with him quite a few times before he died. Wow. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we always and that that's my standard joke, Rusty, about my husband, is that <laughs> um, either <laughs> either either they've slept on our floor, stayed in our backyard, or we've had breakfast with them. Every major martial artist you can think of. I mean, and that's true. How cool wow. is that? Oh, my gosh. When Randy Williams did his Wing Chun videos, we had bodies all over our floor. Our whole that's living room was saturated with his students. I and was a guy. Remember Rose in that picture? Wow. Yeah, ran, no, he, he's, yes. He's, <laughs> you know, I found something very interesting. Wing Chun <laughs> practitioners seem to have symbolic nature, meaning Randy Williams would charge. If you wanted to learn a Wing Chun form, he would charge you $108 because it had 108 moves. Last night, Clark Seafood Clark, Wing Chun practitioner, donated to the museum $108. Yes. Very cool. And I was probably the only one that picked up, picked up on that. And Michael was probably going, why 108? Why not 100? Why not 110? But it's 108. 108. No other number. Right. That's cool. Right. That is cool. That is cool. Now, have you guys discussed, this is out to Clark and Kim, have you guys discussed what's coming up, the training after the marriage, the honeymoon? Uh, and everything else that's going to go along with this. Have you discussed anything along those lines, or is it too soon? Well, uh, we live, I mean, we live Wing Chun. So inside, outside of bed, I think it's all Wing Chun. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of personal. That was TMI. You can't take that dummy to bed. You know, the most dumb form, I don't know. If- oh, 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 wait a minute. I got I to gotta go with that one. Kim, you can take that dummy to bed. <laughs> the most dumb form in bed. So, you know, just like in those fortune cookie things, you guys, anything those two say, you just got to add in bed. Or yeah. like a bucket game, whatever, right? That's right. So true. See how it works? Cheese out in bed. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys train together? In bed. <laughs> no. Definitely. Uh, Man, this, this conversation could go south really quick. It <laughs> hasn't already? <laughs> I, I know it did. So, do you, I mean, seriously, though, do you guys train together? And if so, do you find it, uh, do you find it difficult? Because sometimes couples 
like you know like like siblings find it kind of hard to work with each other because they're so close um have you guys um had experience oh, I, I understand what you mean um yeah. in terms of training together personally i feel like he's training me because he's exceptional and i'm just starting so i'm the one benefiting most uh but every now and then i'll i'll develop a secret move to like surprising it so um <laughs> Super secret. Oh, <laughs> I haven't come across any hurdles. So far, it's going well. Good. You just have to remember, Kim, as a, good, as a good as instructor as Master Clark is, he will not show you everything he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Have you guys ever sparked? What was that? Oh, we, good have, we have. We have lightly, I guess. I sparred. Sparring? Yeah. We have, yeah. um, like, they call it gore sow. That means um, chi sow, but also they're a light sparring also. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, we call that gore sow. So it's almost like a freestyle. You do whatever you need to do, but with control. Mm, I've been punched in the face. <laughs> 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 so you kiss the crap out of buddy. Out of somebody with control. <laughs> right. How does that work out for you? Controlled. <laughs> Punching someone in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, for anyone that wants to join our conversation, we are talking about couples in the martial arts. Martial arts being a shared passion, but also shared growth. So, if you're heard of a martial arts couple and want to join in on this, give us a call at 347-677-0699. I have a question for uh, Patrick. Okay. Uh, Patrick, are you married? I am not. Have you been? Uh, yes, I have. It's Is one of your the martial I'm... arts? Well, oh, good. I'm glad you said that. So your martial arts came into came in the way of your marriage. A- am I getting that right? Marriages, plural. Yes. Oh. 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 He's the guy we want to talk to as well. Oh, so yes. he's another he's another Randy Williams then. <laughs> no, he's another Mark Stewart that went through four marriages because of martial arts. He got divorced three times. Right. Yeah. Mark that many times. I mean, I knew yeah. about yeah, one. Yeah, he's, he's on his fourth marriage. What he's the hell? Wow. Oh, my God. So, so, Professor, how many times have you went down the aisle? Three. Oh. Wow. <laughs> You're up for drug I... testing, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, I have a... Uh, I can say I've been so close to hell I can feel my feet burning. So. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to. I want to. I just want to. I want to just like uh, tell the, uh, to share a comment that one of my martial arts brothers put out there. I've got my uh, my buddy Bobby Edmonds uh, watching right now, and he's commenting, and he wants to say that it's refreshing to hear Clark and Kim together. Uh, it's refreshing, he says, it's refreshing to hear a martial arts couple who can still laugh together 
and enjoy each other's company. And um, in the in the uh, subject of divorce, multiple divorce, he says, now that's what happens when martial arts takes the place of healthy relationships. And that's something that we're going to be talking about a little bit later is balancing the two, balancing, balancing passion for the art and balancing passion for your partner. So now let's hear from, let's hear from Patrick. I, I can't wait to hear this. So, so what happened, Professor? Well, you know, I'm I'm trying to put things together, you know, as, as best I could. You know, in fact, I'm I'm glad that we're talking about this because I'm listening to you and your wife and Master Clark and and his is, is she a wife yet, Master Clark? Almost. Hello. Almost. Okay. <laughs> well, and it, it seems like what I'm hearing is you guys were martial artists first, and then you met each other and fell in love? Or, and, and I think the, the women that I married were women that, that were into me, and I was into them, but I had to let them know what my, what my thing was. My thing was martial arts. And I think in the beginning of me explaining what my passion was, they really didn't have a clue of what that entailed. And once they got with me and realized how much it entails, and, you know, I, and I love I loved my wives. I really did. I, I, I love women, period. I love women. So I, I want a, another wife, but I'm apprehensive now because of my three previous marriages, you know, because I think once they realize how much martial arts uh, involves the time that you have to, to share, then I run into problems, you know. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are talking about this and, and what, what do I need to try to look for in the future? So how come you didn't uh, encourage them to train with you? Say that again, please. I said, I said how come you didn't encourage them to train with you? Well, uh, two of them did. Oh, Two of them did, you know, and I, you know, I encourage them. I encourage, I encourage all of them to train with me. And uh, I've got children with two of my ex-wives, and my children are awesome. You know, they're, you know, my my oldest son that trains with me now is, you know, one of my assistants in my dojo. You know, he's off the chart. I mean, that guy's great. Uh, they they did work out with me some. They did train some, but it wasn't their passion. I think they were just trying to please me. You know. Oh, right. Right. I see. In our case, I feel like as individuals, we love martial art and um, it's we value its tradition and um, everything that has to do with martial arts. But together, it's enhanced. Um, mm-hmm. There's past relationships that we've been in where they're not into the arts. Right. And um, in so many ways, it's we well, I felt lonely and so has um Sifu uh in the past because they didn't share the passion but right. um, that, I mean that's interesting. Yeah. It really is. You know, it's very interesting. You know, uh and, and I travel quite a bit, you know, with martial arts and you know, I'm very dedicated to my students, you know, so I'm I'm paying attention to my students and if the organization, if it's uh, if it's a tournament or seminars or clinics or, or anything of that nature that wants me to be involved, 
you know, as far as you know, an, an, organ, an organization member, then I'm involved with that. I'm interested in that. But every now and then I do kind of cut my eyes over to see if there are single martial arts women, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, can... <laughs> I mean, I do because I, and I'm looking at it like that. Maybe if the woman is already a martial artist, she already understands, you know, what it entails, you know, and it's not a surprise to her to find out. I can't believe that you're there till eight thirty and nine o'clock at night. You know, come on. But yeah. you know, to get a system built, and you know what it takes to get a system built. Bob, I was in my yeah. backyard too for a while. I was in my garage for a while. I had students coming over, you know, by the dozens for a while. I know what that life is like. I do. You know, uh, my ex-wife didn't like it, but you know that was that was the martial arts world. Right. Right. And it's tough, especially like if you are starting a school, because, you know, I was in a relationship where I would leave um, like 6 o'clock in the morning to do my day job, and then I would teach at my studio, then studio, and then I would spend another like four hours there doing right. books and doing class, class plans and stuff like that. I wouldn't get home until like 11 or 12, and then basically the only time we'd see each other is like sleeping. And then I'd wake up at, you know, 5 o'clock again, and it would start all over. And, you know, after a while, that, that relationship just kind of, just kind of, it didn't, like, go downhill. It just kind of fizzled. And, uh, right. Yeah, and it just happens, you know. It's just kind of wild. Um, but, uh, all right, so we've got area code 408 um, that's hanging on the line right now. Now, 408 if you'd like to join the conversation, please press one on your phone keypad. I can't believe I just pressed my palm as if I'm pressing the phone. And all the people on Facebook Live just saw that crap. <laughs> just press just, one. Just, just bring them on because that's probably David. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. So, area, yeah. area code 408, you're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Hi, it's David. Yeah. David hey, Reed. it's David Reed. Awesome. I have to try something here real quick. I've got to figure out where that wind noise is going to mute his mic. Yeah, he's very windy. You know that. <laughs> you sound like you're underwater. It must be raining yeah, it, in Seattle. It, it did. It, no, it was Bob. He's outside in a parking lot. So I'll get a uh, – uh, Bob can unmute his own mic, actually, because he's. I think he can do it on his phone. But it's uh, pretty, pretty windy where he's at, I guess. So – um, it sounded like we were underwater. So, David, this is uh, Master Dave. Oh, wait, it's somebody else. <laughs> it's somebody wow. else now. Oh, that means they're going to have to put Bob back out. So that way we'll both have uh, both wind noises. All right. So, David, this is Master David Reed, who is the husband of, uh, of Lady Lillian Reed. So uh, can yes. you tell us a little bit about uh, the relationship you two have, how long you guys have been married, the school that you run together, and um, you know any any uh, adva- any advantages to training together and being martial artists in the same style, even, um, and uh, any struggles that you guys might have been through. All your mm. David. Okay. Yeah. So so uh, it's very interesting because. Um, traditionally, I was told by my grandmaster when I started training that I was not allowed to teach students, and and um, it was forbidden because we had a couple instructors that were just 
uh, join after girls and date them and then break up with them. Oh, and so man. he said, as long as you had a serious, you wanted to be, make it serious, and you fall in love with somebody and you're going to marry them, that's fine. But Lady was not my student. She was, I actually met her, and then, and then we started dating, and then later she became my student. And then what happened was uh, when I moved her and the family out here from Germany, um, I said, well, you know what? I owned the school before. Why don't we just uh, open the studio and then have you run it? And then, um, and she said, fine. It's funny because she was Grandmaster Samuel Fox. Hello, sir. There's all these people here. I was invited to dinner with Grandmaster Eric Lee. And uh, that's why I called. I had to go out in the parking lot. So I wanted to tell you guys that actually I always tell people that the true Grandmaster is my wife. And then I'm only in charge like a couple of hours in the You're evening. You're a smart man. Deal. And the rest of the time, she runs the show. And, um, and basically, I make sure that we do everything 50 so, so that way, if there's any disagreement, there never is. But if there was, um, you know, we, we talk it out. We make sure that, that we're on the team. We're on board together with the same ideas. And, and it's done really well. Like, um, she teaches half the classes and I teach half the classes. Oh. So, yeah, so That's I do my manage dream. the advanced students, the advanced students, and then she teaches all the kids. Because I did that for years, and now I'm like, I, you know, she says, no, no, I'll teach the children's class, and then you can teach the advanced adults. So, so that that's good for me. It works perfect. Right. Very cool. Oh, very cool. And, yeah, we've never had any problems because I, I know, people don't know, but we're a, what I call a TMMA school, traditional mixed martial arts. We teach Tang Soo Do as our base style, but then we have advanced classes in Jeet Kune Do, Wing Chun, and Wing Kune Do, and then also Screamer and Tai Chi and Chibashi. So we do that on Saturdays and sometimes on Friday nights. So it's a lot, but but it's a lot of fun too. So. Yeah. And I, I do know why there's no disagreement, though, Rusty. Why that? Because she's a groin kicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I pretty much don't spar her anymore because she'll bust the cup in half. So. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean. I think she even kicked Grandmaster. Uh, she tried to kick Grandmaster um, um, Wang Long Chin in the Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow. it's like you know what? Anybody's a target. Right on. Now, I, I, I must have missed something because I was I must have not heard or listened right or whatever. But now, did you guys meet in Tangsudo, or did you guys meet? Outside of Tangsudo and found out that you guys studied the same stuff. No, what happened was I met her on Jet Li's website uh, fan page. And, oh. Yeah, and she was she was asking oh, cool. questions and I answered the question, and then we started chatting back and forth. And then I was going to Europe on a vacation, and she was living in Germany. And so I said, Well, when I come over there, I'll come and see you. And so I went and. Um, and then I ended up staying two weeks, and then I turned around, and then after, like, two months, I flew back and stayed three months. Wow. So, yeah. You know, they say love at first sight, definitely. 
or the mixing, you know, within the system of the dojo, I didn't really have a problem with it. I didn't really have any experience with it. I thought it would work. And even with myself, it turned into a problem because uh, a student that I tried to get involved with thought that because she was my girl or whatever had rank and position over people that, you know, just because she was my girl. And it didn't work out that way. So the, the respect thing kind of changed. And uh, between students, there were some conflicts as well. So I, you know, I did kind of put put the hammer down on it after a while, and and I just made sure that if you did it, make sure it was very discreet, and you you know did your thing outside the dojo, and it, I don't need to see any kind of bickering or arguing within the dojo. I had to stop it for myself, you know. But then uh, I don't know. I've got so much more experience now. There's you know, there's kind of there's a way to handle things. Uh, with, with having good conversational relationships with people the way they kind of understand the direction you want your dojo to go, you know? Right. And I can say if there is things like that going on, they know to uh, keep it in a, in, in a position where it's, it, it doesn't cause any problems. Uh, I don't do it myself anymore, period, <laughs> you know, as far as <laughs> students. Uh, right. Sure. How, however, you know, I, I am interested to where, like, if I'm out on the road and, and there are other, you know, women involved in martial arts that have their own thing going on or 
you know, they're already, uh, you know, high rankers and experienced people in the martial arts that they kind of understand uh, what I'm going through and they kind of understand what it takes, you know, to be a martial artist in a relationship. You know, if I could meet someone like that, I think I would be happy and thrilled, you know, because we both understand what it takes, you know? Right. But I, I, I basically kind of shut it down for myself in the dojo, especially if they're students. The student instructor right. thing doesn't work because they piss right. everybody else off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've seen something really bad, Rosie, where I saw a couple, and you know one of them, that was married. They both trained in the dojo, and she ended up having an affair with another student in the dojo. That, that turned real ugly really fast. I've yeah, seen that. I have. That's crazy. It. Yeah, I've seen it too. I've seen it too, and it just makes me wonder, how do people not know? And how, I'm sorry, what, <laughs> oh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> how do people think it's okay? How, how, you know what I mean? In the dojo, you know, and if there's, right. if, if there's an instructor involved, if there is an instructor involved in any of that, you know, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. You're possibly out of rank just went down the tube. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, yes. No more rank for you. <laughs> right? It's like, no, no. You know, and, and I used to have, you know, couples training here, you know, just as we do, you know, siblings and stuff like that. And it's kind of an unwritten law. Do not train together. Because one of two things are right, going to happen. Right, right. Either one, there's going to be no work being done because you guys are too too busy messing around and laughing and carrying on. Or two, you're not going to learn a damn thing because you guys are fighting. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. So it's like, right. Ah, you know, but anyway, please go on. I had to just go in on that, 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 <laughs> on that whole, like, threesome bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Keep going, Bob. You no, know, when, um, when, uh, yeah. there, was a, there was a time in the 90s I had a dojo in Dallas, Texas, right? And uh-huh. um, one, one of my students, uh, my students, you know, the children's father was in, was, was, had a job where he met someone else who was actually uh, a Taesong Nung Sifu, right? And he was wanting to, because I was teaching in the garage for a while, and he was wanting the dojo too. So him and I got together. So you got a Kanji Kimbo on one side. We had like a 2,000-square-foot building. And Kaji Kimbo on one side and Tashagnan Kung Fu on the other side. Okay, he was married with children. Uh, I wasn't at the time, but he was married with children. And his wife and children were very interested in martial arts. He wouldn't uh-huh. teach them, so he put them in my class. You know? He wouldn't teach his wife. He wouldn't teach his children. But he put them in my class. And, and you know, and that, and that worked out well. You know, his, his, his wife ended up being one of my advanced students. Uh, she was a school teacher, so she's very experienced with working with kids and getting the message across. So she was a benefit to me as well, you know. But uh, and uh, so he knew something that I didn't know. He said, "No, I'm not going to teach. You. I'm going to send you to send you over there to the guy's gimbal side." And that that worked, you know, as, as far as them as a family. But I'm just going through all kinds of uh, all kinds of uh, uh, thoughts and things and observations, trying to figure out because I want to be married. I love the relationship thing. I do. That's why I was in it three times, you know, from one to another to another. But I just need to make sure that uh, the next time I do this, it's, you know, we're appreciated for who we are as individuals, 
and we love each other and we can last. You know, I'm not getting younger every day. I'm getting older every day. <laughs> right? Exactly. So um, we have uh, Grandmaster Tony Collins joining us in the comments section on our live feed, and he has a couple of, uh, <laughs> he has a couple of comments, and, uh, <laughs> and Tony just waved at me. <laughs> he waved to a computer screen, so I'll wave back. <laughs> Way to go, Tony. Um, and uh, his, uh, his comment has to do with uh, David's comment in regards to uh, women being equal to men. This is what David says. David says, or not David, this is, what, uh, this is what Tony says. He says, that is totally wrong. Women are much better than men. Proof. We wouldn't mess with John Herman's wife. She would kick our butts and she was a blue belt. I was the black <laughs> Now, if Tony won't mess with, with John Herman's wife, and he's a big dude. There's a reason why we call him Thor. He's a big dude. If he won't even spar or mess with, with John Herman's wife, kind of tells you a little bit about, about her, right? Um, and he yeah, almost says, yeah. He also, um, in regards to um, our stories about, uh, you know, instructors going out with the students or students being cheated on by their spouses with another student or something like that. Tony says, oh, wow, that's terrible. It's not okay at all. The instructor loses every student's respect, and rightfully exactly. so. And, uh, and Bobby, yes, I see you. Bobby goes, hey. That was about a little sugar for Bobby. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> How you doing? Anyway, Bobby is a... Uh, uh, oh, that's, you know what I have to do, Bobby, is I have to scroll up on this little tiny screen about this big. And I have to scroll up and find stuff because when people are, are commenting, it just, like, moves everything up. Right. Like this. Right. But this is what Bobby says. He's like, um, getting back to... Of relationships, you have to be honest and in capital letters, upfront and honest at the beginning. He says you have to begin your relationship as you plan to proceed. That is wonderful, wonderful stuff, Bobby. You want to begin your relationship as you plan to proceed. Um, allow for a healthy balance between home life and the dojo life. And um, Martial arts, let's see here. i got to see more. Um, martial arts can take a back seat to a healthy relationship with your wife without losing any of your passion for it. Uh, just realize that when you accept the life of a married man or woman, that comes with a lot of compromises between the two. Thank you, amen, because, you know, sometimes – you know, I was young when I was um, in a relationship that uh, that kind of dwindled because of the martial arts, um, and I thought that I was uh, being forced to make allowances, right? When in, in when in reality I wasn't. I just was not understanding what compromise was at that time. All I saw was my martial arts, this new studio, and I wanted it to work, and, you know, I wanted to get more students and marketing, and that was all in my head, and the relationship did take a backseat at that time, um, unbeknownst to me, and when you're blind to that, everyone, when you're blind to that, <clears throat> um, 
that's when people, that's when the other partner starts feeling hurt, as if you are ignoring the fact that they're being hurt. So you got to be aware. You got to talk. You got to, you know, just really be, hold space for that other partner, especially if they don't do martial arts. Because you know what? It's easy to feel left out. You know, um, in Jenny's case, there was always people at their house, so you know you didn't feel left out. <laughs> There's always people there, always people working out. Uh, but sometimes, you know, the spouses or the girlfriends, boyfriends or whatever, they'll feel a little bit left out and feel second fiddle. So you really gotta gotta pay attention to what Bobby Bobby said here. Um, Bobby said he learned the hard way, and unfortunately, it's a valuable advice. And you know, I I learned the uh, uh, hard way too. Yes, Bobby, I can see your comments now. <laughs> All right. Um, and I hear a baby in the background. Is your granddaughter with us there, Bob? <clears throat> Bob? Oh, Bob. I unmuted his mic. Really, I did. Maybe he muted his oh. mic. <laughs> and, and I muted mine. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's not where the baby was coming from then. Oh, yeah. Apparently not. Mine. No, I, I, think it's, <laughs> it, it, I think it's with my wife. Oh, okay. Um, Great. Now, so, uh, so far, I have a um, question for Clark and Kim, though. Yes. Do ahead. you think, yes. Sifu, do you think that your students are going to look at you differently knowing that you and Kim are together when it comes to testing and ranking and seeing her move up in the ranks? Do you oh, think there may question. be a conflict within your studio well, that maybe <laughs> she didn't deserve the rank or maybe you're playing favoritism? <laughs> Um, in class, we're very professional, and uh, there's no favoritism, and I'm within the rank I'm supposed to be in, and I show respect to everyone in my class. And Sifu and you I... Do you feel we... he's harder on you? Good question. Actually, we're the same. I don't know. In class, we just act like Sifu and students. That's that's good to hear. That's good to hear. It means yeah, that both of you are absolutely. so secure, secure in a relationship, and secure in each of your roles. In the yeah. <laughs> um, may I add something also, Mr. Rusty? Of course. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, well, um, like Kim and I, we're both um like the age we're we're both mature. And also, we have a certain understanding. We we went through life, like a very hard, you know, hard life actually. And then, mm-hmm. and, uh, and both of us, I mean, Kim loves. Com- you ever seen those Hong Kong soap opera movies? They oh, play yeah. a long series. Okay, yeah. we grew up with that. She whatever I watch most of it, she watched also. So we relate a lot of that. And you know what? Um, when it comes to martial art in general, you learn all the technique, you learn all the ranking. But those theory help us to understand the spirit of the martial art. It helps mm-hmm. us a lot. A term of respect, in term of how a different clan or you know, right now how different class interact with other people, how 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 um, like everyday life solving problem. There's problem. So we. We sort of like learn that 
when we were young, we watched it grow up. Most of my family and her family watched that. And I think in class, um, to me, I believe that I, I'm a little bit harder on her because I, I really would like her to be set a good example to other women, you know that? Right. But I have a tendency sort of like uh, I, I can separate, like, you know, a very, very, like, uh, detachment environment. And also when I'm outside, I can attach back, you know, that, that kind of mentality, <laughs> yeah. you know, that. So I try to be, like, very impartial in class to anyone. It doesn't matter. Um, class is class. When we're outside, that's, uh, you know, like our private life, I think, you know, that. So, And I give everyone a respect and I give everybody um the benefit of a doubt that they're all good, you know, that they they want here to learn the art and to improve their lives and to defend themselves. And that's the whole point, you know, that. And, um, yeah, and, and Kim was helping me a lot, you know, like, you know, in class and all of that. And, um, yeah, she's been doing good. And also I feel like uh, with both of us, we have the utmost respect for the art. So we always put the art first before anything else. Uh, so I think that's what helped us a lot. In, that's good to hear. In how we relate to each other and outside, inside of class. Here because, you know, sometimes, um, at least with students, right? So it's bad enough that sometimes, you know, students will, you know, it's kind of a joke here at my school with the teenagers and stuff that, that if a, a student is coming very regularly and all of a sudden they start dropping off, we go, oh, he must have found a girlfriend. Or, oh, she must have found yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That kind of thing. Because, yeah. because at that time you're putting that the relationship happens. first. Right? That happens. Uh, it does. It does happen. Um, even, you know, and even also, Mr. Rusty. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Master Rusty, also I believe like the Japanese martial art or Korean martial art, they are a little bit different when it comes to this sort of subjects. I mean, I think like uh, Japanese art or uh, Korean art, they don't mix the two together, like family and all that. But Wing Chun, as you know, is a family art. I mean, to Mm -hmm. me, whatever I live my life, my family – all the student is supposed to know and supposed to be this part of family. I think that's a little bit different also, you know that? So right, Yeah, that's right, a good right. point. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but then, you know, anyhow, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's bad enough that you get teenagers doing it, and that, you know, not coming to class and putting the relationship ahead of the art. So it's really good to hear that you and Kim – put the art out in front because that's what you had first. Um, That's right. Yeah. Um, So that's what you had. Oops. Sorry. I got to pause the somehow. Whenever I get a text to my Facebook live feed pauses and stuff like that. So um, so that's very good to hear. And uh, and because of this conversation, you know, we're getting a lot of great advice for other couples out there that, you know, do study together um, um, as martial artists, or if there's just one of them that studies. This is great. This is a great topic, you guys. And, and for anyone that wants to join us for the last 15 minutes, give us a call. Our phone mm-hmm. number is 347 All right. Now, and Rusty, 
I would I would be very interested in in hearing as well. I mean, I know I've been kind of one track, and and I I keep talking about uh, if I could find a woman who's already a martial artist. But uh, you know, m- musicians kind of go through the same thing. You know, other artists kind of go through the same thing right. because you know art right. takes a lot of a lot of passion and dedication. And I do know you know musicians who you've got one person who's this musician and their their spouse is not. But, you know, together 20, 30 years, you know, so there is an understanding out there somehow, somewhere. And I don't want to give anyone the impression that I'm only looking for a, a woman that's a martial artist. You know, I want a life, you know, that we just love each other. Now, if she's a martial artist, that's fine. That kind of benefits right. the, the, the business of the family, you know. But if not, then uh, I do want to get along with a woman. I, I love women. And, you know, your art is who you are and after you have been with the art for so long, and it is a passion, uh, no man under any considerable period can wear one face to itself and another to the multitude without becoming bewildered as to which be the truth. You know, so who you are is who you are, you know? So uh, when when I meet someone and I'm talking to someone, anybody, no matter who it is, I'm Pat McDaniel, the martial artist. I've been doing this for 43 years. I'm, I'm a martial artist. It doesn't mean I'm out there doing college, but any philosophy that I have for you, any advice that I have, my listening ear to understand what you're telling me, it all comes from strong martial arts experience, you know? So I, I am who I am, and that's who I want to be understood as a, as, as a person who is a martial artist. And if the woman is a martial artist as well, then we understand where we're coming from, and that would, you know, probably help or you know, but I, I appreciate what I've I've heard from Master Clark and anyone else. If you're a martial artist and and your spouse is not, and you've been together for multiple years, I want to know what's going on there as well. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because like so far right so far right now, um, all the couples here, um, well, there's only two couples now, right? Um, have trained together at least, you know, for a bit, or right. are still training together. So you know. Um, it would it would be interesting um, to hear about you know if one person is and one person isn't right. <laughs> that kind of thing because I, I you know I too kind of wonder a little bit about what goes what goes on you know in their minds because like you know like I said when I was younger I didn't see that right. I was just focused on you know on what I was doing and stuff like that and you know back then I thought that when I came home that that oh hey there we go you know there's a relationship da, 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 you know so it, things started to get like routine in a way you know and and taken for granted you know knowing that that person would always be there and then all of a sudden it right. kind of dwindled and 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 that was when I realized oh you know maybe I'm spending a little bit too much time doing my thing I, I need to balance stuff out and uh, you know luckily since then I've learned that <laughs> but, right right. <laughs> 20, 30 years ago, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll do stuff. <clears throat> All right. Now, um, we've only got, like, maybe about 10 minutes left of our live broadcast. So let's start with Bob and Jenny, okay? What what would you like to tell any other couple that, you know, either do martial arts or one person does martial arts or if they don't do martial arts and want to get into it? You know, what's, what's a couple of things as far as advice? What would you give those people? Let's start with Bob and Jenny. Go ahead, Ellen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 
this is something that I've kind of, you know, experienced on down the road. You know, when we both were doing martial arts, it was, you know, it was a very cool thing. We had a lot of fun at it. And then when I stopped to raise kids, um, I still enjoy being around it. I still enjoy watching it. I still enjoy, you know, seeing all of it. I just, um, it's just, unfortunately, I don't practice anymore, but it's, I think what it really comes down to is that you have to respect the other person for what they want to do. So it's not as if I ever said to my husband, you have to stop training or you have to stop going to events or anything like that. And I think it's about that mutual, um, mutual of just understanding that person and saying, I'm not going to try to change you, even Mm -hmm. though, um, you know, I mean, and, and there's no way I could at this point anyway. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, no way. Just leave got, it at she that. Did a, she, she got me, she gave me a little shot at the end. Yeah. yeah. And with a well-timed silence, so that way we all could, like, understand what was said. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... <clears throat> But the bottom line is, is that you, you know, you live with the person and you realize who they are and, you know, you don't try to change them. You just, you know, you embrace what their interests are. Like married for over 30 years. I mean, that mutual respect because, you know, when people start making demands of you and demanding that you stop this or that or whatever, it's kind of like, oh, my God, do I really want to be with someone that insecure? Probably not. Red flag. Right. Okay. Thing. What about you, Bob? I'm just listening to my granddaughter. She sounds pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't sound happy. <laughs> she just got up. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's how I sound when I come up from a nap, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no lie. <laughs> the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, give me some coffee, Bob. Give me some coffee. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, when when Rosie wakes up and wants coffee and she's on my couch, she looks like Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> it's only one snake that comes out of my head. Just one, just one. No, you don't you don't like snakes, honey? That's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, exactly. I know. I agree with her. You know, you you just you got to either accept it or not. I've seen so many marriages fail because the spouse tried to change their significant other to what they wanted to be and would not accept what they are. Yeah. So Tony, Tony says that the light feed is messing up and he can't hear anything. How about now, Tony? It's been like this all night. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you've been breaking up all night, Christina. I've been able to hear everyone else quite well, but you've been breaking up all night. Yeah, you know, it must be something on uh, on the, uh, what do they call this, the uh, the call end. Because uh, I, I don't use Skype anymore because Log Talk Radio won't let me. Uh, okay. it, it has to. It makes us use something called Quick Connect, and it's it's basically just voice IP. It's Skype still, but it's different than Skype. So I don't know what protocol is happening. But some days are good, some days are bad. All right. 
Uh, Professor Patrick, what about you? Do you have any advice for couples out there that both do martial arts, one does martial arts, or they both don't, and want to take martial no. arts? I mean, I, I can't give anybody any advice because I'm trying to find out how to do it myself. <laughs> you know, there are some there are some things that I've done quite well, but apparently this is not one of them. You know, I've been divorced now for like for like eight years, and I'm just really apprehensive, and uh, and I I just wanted to know. I wanted to talk to martial artists, and wanted to hear what was going on as far as you guys getting together and. And, and, and maintaining a relationship, you know. So I'm I'm not in any position to give any advice. I'm I'm here to listen and, and learn for myself. All right. Well, let's hear. But let's hear. I, I do have to interject, though, Rusty. That What's if that? anybody wants to know, anybody that 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 want that has a desire to give half half their stuff away, that's Professor Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm quite experienced with that. That's what I know. I actually thought he saw a picture of Kim and was going to ask if she had any sisters. (laughs) I have two. Two sister one is um, half available. Oh. Oh. for that matter. Um, I agree with what was said earlier, mutual respect. And also, aside from love, I think kindness and compassion is very important. Because if the person loves the art, and whether you do or not, you love that person, you're going to support them regardless. Mm-hmm. Very good. Go oh, very cool. Oh, that's true. Let me echo that. Um, okay. You know, um, <laughs> Believe it or not, I used to go to uh, church, and my pastor ran out a statistic. He said, you know what? Believe it or not, Christian divorce is up to 60%. I believe so we all raving about, oh, we're Christian. We never get divorced. You know, other people get uh, you know, divorced because now we have God, our center in life. And, you know, now we have martial arts in the center of life. I think it based down, it's not... Yes, it is good that we have martial art, but I think it's deeper than that. You have to understand martial art. Mm-hmm. It is not what martial art do, but what can you do with that martial art to treat other? I mean, nothing is guaranteed in a relationship now. I think like Kim and I, we're happy, but you just never know. But we just wanted to be true to ourselves, I think, most of the time, express our feeling without any um, any holding back. And mm-hmm. our feeling was always expressed in understanding and with compassion. You know that? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what martial art or being a Christian, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you don't be a Christian. Everything is going to be last forever. And you know what? It is not. Right. Everything has to work. And everything, you just never know what's going to happen. But you know what? You always try the best you can. You know that? That's all I can say. That's mm-hmm. all Wow! Very well. Now, I have been, I have been working on giving Clark some advice. Every a lot of people <laughs> get in my car and ask me, 
<laughs> What's the secret to a prolonged and successful marriage? One is yes, yes dear. Tim, <laughs> do not ask him stupid questions. Do not ask him questions he can't answer. Do not ask if anything makes you look fat. Do, if he says, honey, what's wrong? Do, that's right. Just go, yes, dear. And if, if he asks you, honey, what's wrong? Don't say, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Right. Oh, no, no. And, and I already told him, once you get that ring on your finger, his gonads go in your purse. I already told him that. And he can never take him out again. Okay, before we go, because we've only got like a minute, uh, Tony Collins says all relationships can, can work and are work. If you are not prepared to work at it, then don't yes. get in one. It takes two to do it. So I want to thank I want to thank our couple, uh, Bob and Jen and Clark and Kim and the wisdom of Professor Patrick for being on the show tonight. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, next week, Rusty, we make sure. Now, now yeah. she's getting more mature. I want to wish Kim a very happy birthday. Yay. Oh, thank you, Mr. Bobby. Yeah, today's her birthday. Oh, happy birthday! birthday. Happy birthday! And uh, happy birthday. Bill, the secret. I don't know what it is, but it worked for you. It should be work for me. <laughs> thank you. Yes, it should. <laughs> there you go. Thank so, you for having us on the show. You are welcome. Oh, it's a great we, show. We might, not, we might not have a show next week, but we might go Facebook Live. So stay tuned. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good Bye. day. Bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.